Brooks. Feels good. It really feels good to have That's the timer good. back. Yeah, yeah. If only there was a way, like through the episode, like we could time the beeps. Maybe like the strength of them weakens so that oh, we the... have to finish it before it dies, <laughs> yeah. kind of thing. Just create maybe a little tension. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, like yeah. MacGruber. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to Movie Schmovie. Hello. Episode one forty four. I'm Steve. I'm John. I'm I'm Ronald. And and Ron. what is that? Is is that love I smell in the air? It is love. So. It's a it's a very unique scent of love. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's the one made by myself and my fiance, soon to be wife. Oh man, that's that's yeah, incredible. It's man. crazy, right? Mm-hmm. I think when this airs, it'll be the day I get married, right? Holy wow! Yeah, yeah. wow. So you guys will be listening to this as I'm getting married. Yeah. So people who've been listening to this show, you feel like you've grown up with Steve. I yeah, I and feel now the same. he's he's a real grown up. Mm-hmm. I feel the same. And he's pretty soon he's going to lose his virginity, and it's. Gonna I'm going to be... report back. I mean, we've yeah. talked about yeah. it multiple times. I've as, taken as, notes. As a married man, I can tell you, the one time we had sex and conceived my son, yeah, it was amazing. It was fantastic. I, I can tell. This, I, this look on your face is like I can't wait till I get married it? again, <laughs> so I can have sex again. Ah, yeah. Uh, yeah, man. So that'll be. Wow, it'll be interesting. That's so close, man. Yeah, yeah, it's super close, man. I just got my suit. I can't wait to get it like tailored. Yeah, man. I can't mm-hmm. wait to see you in a tailored suit. Oh, that'll be nice. It's going to be really nice. I want to wear, like, a Jerry Curl wig. I don't know, man. Actually, your invitation said you're not welcome unless you wear <laughs> yeah. a Jerry Curl wig. <laughs> Jerry. Did you see that fine print at the bottom? Mm-hmm. It was specifically on I yours. I love that, man. <laughs> uh, sexual chocolate. Ooh, sexual chocolate. <laughs> well, congratulations, Thank Steve. you very much. Thank you very much. As, as someone who uh, has, has met your uh, your betrothed, I, I think you've chosen wisely. Yeah, I she, feel the same. Amazing, I think though. she's chosen reasonably wisely. <laughs> she did pretty well. I mean, <laughs> yeah. she, things yeah. could have been worse. Right, right. Things could have been yeah. worse. I think... I think you. I think you're a caring person, and I think that means that makes up for a lot. <laughs> it speaks a little louder than the other things. So yeah, that's going. No, but seriously, you guys, you guys are it's that kind of couple that when you guys announced, I was like, oh yeah, they're not married yet. I'm sure you got that from a few oh, people. Absolutely. Where it's like right, you guys right. are just solid. It just seems yeah. like you've got a good thing. So, so chemistry is, I think, what they call it. Chemistry. 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 Absolutely. I like that. I like that. So yeah, man. It's happening. It's happening. It's happening. Not the happening, but it's happening. It's <laughs> a little throwback to our... Are you nervous? Is there anything? Is it just... Honestly, I'm not nervous at all because like you just said, we've been together for a little over seven years wow. and we're super in tune to one another. We, we live together. Um, it's... There, 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 there's, there's a lot of chemistry. chemistry <laughs> and uh, I'm not nervous about it, really. I mean, like I'm excited to see everybody. I'm excited to see friends and family that I don't get to see as much and to like kind of just have a moment to acknowledge like you know us and and our relationship and the success that is our relationship so i mean i'm excited about it more than anything yeah i know i thought i'd be a little more nervous or worried or anything like that it's more just the planning that really had me nervous or worried just like getting through it and actually getting to the day yeah (laughs) and getting to the day that it's actually happening but no nothing but positivity nothing but excitement i'm just stoked to 
to to make it official and to start this new chapter. Start this new chapter. Yeah, <laughs> you it's, know, a, it, yeah it's like another day, but yeah. Yeah, it, it it'll be it, it's going to be exciting and it's going to be fun and I hope everybody enjoys it as much as I'm sure. So you I guys will. feel prepared then? You feel like you've you've, you've dotted all your T's and you've crossed all your I's? Anybody right, well, that I got knows... that backwards, didn't I? <laughs> Don't do I that. I didn't do what you did. Don't do that, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, any, anybody that knows Aaron and I, we are both planners and very particular and very on top of details yeah. like so. Mm. Um, I think we've done a pretty good job, and I, I hope you guys have a good time and, and enjoy it as much as we, we hope to. How are you guys going to fit your honeymoon into the 17 trips to theme parks that you guys go on every year? Well, thankfully, yeah. we're actually uh, we're actually bookending our, 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 our honeymoon with a trip to a theme park. Get the hell out of yeah, here. Yeah, we're going to Punta Cana for 10 or 11 days, and then we're coming back to Universal in Orlando. To Where is Punta Cana? Dominican Republic. Oh, shit. Um, and then we're coming back at the end for a couple of days to go to Universal's uh, Hollywood Horror Nights, oh. which is the bomb. And I'm sorry for saying the bomb. I'll take it back immediately. <laughs> but it just felt right. Um, it's like their haunted house thing that they do every year. I've heard it good things. It just looks amazing. It's amazing. It's a, it's a bl- and it's just a, it's like perfectly us to just dot this sentence just with like a yeah, a horror, a horror thing or a haunted house thing for for me and for her. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Well, I remember on my <coughs> wedding day, um, feeling like a princess. No, uh, I remember on my wedding day. <laughs> that should be every day, John. Uh, yeah, well, it is. And if it's not, um, I'll have a little talk with yeah. Nick. <laughs> <laughs> I was a little hungover because there had been a party the night before. And uh, luckily, you won't be dealing with that yeah. since you treat your body like a temple. Yeah. But um, a temple full of Mountain Dew. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, excuse me, Diet Mountain Dew. Diet Mountain Dew. Pardon me. But um, <coughs> it was like in the midst of that afternoon that I was like, wait a minute. So so what if you're five minutes late? Th- of all days, this is about you. Yeah. And, and I mean, you know, normally I'm, I don't ever do that. I don't ever think this is about me and everyone. But it's like on your wedding day. The only reason anyone's making a big deal out of that day and waiting for you is because of you. Right. So, yeah, it, it sounds it's like you already true. have that healthy attitude about going into it with both eyes open and realizing you've prepared as much as you can yeah. prepare. But remember, I mean, I've, you've probably heard this, but just remember to enjoy it. Yeah. And it sounds like you're already in that mindset. Because Trying it took to. me a while. Yeah. I was in the middle of the day going, oh, right, this is supposed to be like a great day, not like this insanely stressful thing. I'm sure I will be like that at some, at, for the a bulk of the day because, like, mm-hmm. you know, when we're setting up and we're doing a lot of stuff, you know, ourselves diy stuff like that to save some money and to really still be able to have our own voice and not just like purchase something that you know what i mean that, that people can just buy yeah so we're doing a lot of stuff ourselves so i'm sure because aaron will be not accessible for the majority of the day getting mm. ready you know myself and my groomsmen and some family will be there doing the crazy stuff that you're referring to and i'm sure that i will be stressed out right. that's just my nature like i will mm-hmm. be worried i will be stressed at that day but i i'm very confident there will be a moment of realization like Basically, when I'm like getting dressed, I'm like, "Oh shit!" Like this is what's up, you know. Well, like, this I, is the moment for me. I know you're a softy in some ways, so I'm just saying, get ready for the moment when you were just saying she's going to be busy. Yeah, you're going to see her in the most unnatural way, which is everyone you know looking at you, watching you watch her walk in <laughs> with like. A, a, you're you going to make me cry right but now, I'm John. Just saying, it's it's. I, I mean, but I I could make myself cry right now if I thought yeah. about Nikki in that moment, yeah. my wife. Dude. If I thought about just how like, oh yeah, this is about me and her, and like, oh good, she's back. Yeah. Because there, there's like a separation that takes place. Oh, yeah. And then when yeah. you guys are back together, you just like you lock arms and you're like, let's get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> there's, a, there's a path down the yeah, side right. of run. <laughs> no, that that's the that's maybe the only thing I'm nervous about is that we're, like, we're not doing the whole like first look thing where you take pictures before mm-hmm. you know the wedding. So like that will be, I mean, prior or or from Thursday evening to Friday night when we have our wedding, I won't see her until yeah. then. So like, it'll be you know almost twenty four hours. I won't have seen her, and the next time I see her is like 
the most glorious version of her that I'll right. ever see um, to this point. And it's just, you know, that worries me a little bit because, like, he's a, I'm definitely, I'm weak. I'm weak sauce, John. Yeah. Like, I'm sure, I mean, I'm not going to be the only one, I'm sure, but I mean, I cried. Oh, the river. Don't worry about it. I yeah. cried. <laughs> the river, too. I'm thinking about it. Like, yeah. I, like, we were, like, picking our, like, wedding songs and, like, we're talking about things and I, like, listening, like, we're having a, Actually, a friend of ours that we used to work with is doing a string. The quartet playing is playing at our ceremony, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, Matt from Matt, Matt Plachik. Okay, yeah, him and his twin brother have a quartet that do weddings, so they're oh, playing. Yeah, it's cool. gonna be awesome. But that's like cool. listening to the music, the strings that we picked, just like trying to plan it out. Like I started crying listening to the music. I'm like, I'm gonna be a fucking mess. That's the only thing I'm worried about. I'm not ashamed of it at all. Right, right. right. I'm just worried to the point that I hope that I can actually get through no, it. No, that's it. You know, that's it. Like, let me just get through it. Can I get we'll these go. sentences out? Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. Right. Can I speak properly? Will I look like I'm, you know, I got hit in the face maybe? or I don't know. But it'll be, a, I'm excited. It's, it's going to be awesome. And yeah. I'm glad you guys are able to come and be oh, a part of it. It's going to be a lot, of t- a lot of fun. Can't wait. Erin's really excited, too. Like, she yeah. cannot wait. She's like, I'm glad. I can't wait. We got to dress. We got to go to a wedding together. Getting dressed up, you guys. That is that your? That's like a yeah. first wedding. Yes. Big event type thing. Yeah. Yeah. I can't wait to it's see you guys together. Yeah, man. Oh, God. It's going to be gorgeous. I can't wait, man. <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> I can't wait. I Suits. Suits are my... I, man, I have a dream that once I make a certain amount of money, I'll just wear suits all the Every time. Every day. Yeah, I'll just be like. <laughs> See, I feel like I'm the opposite with suits. Like I don't, I, like I don't suits. like suits. Yeah. <laughs> I love suits. So for you, it's like a special occasion yeah, to, to yeah. get packed into. Yeah, them. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, that's kind of me. Suits. I'm, I'm a little. I'll, I will look like the kid. <laughs> Or some guy in court or something like that, you know, uh, going, okay. It's like, yeah. I really like suits. Whenever I see, like, They old... look really good. Yeah. I just don't like wearing yeah. them. <laughs> I've never had one where I was like, I look good in this. So I've always been like, the same thing, like a little kid in a suit, like Sunday school mm-hmm. or like yeah. first communion. Yeah. Yeah. You know? So, But I don't know, man. We'll see. We'll it's going to be fun. Yeah. I'm excited. Just so everyone out there listening is clear, you're not invited. Yeah, no. <laughs> they had to make the bastards. They had to keep <laughs> had to keep the list tight. They had to keep the yeah, they had to keep the list tight. That's yeah. That's the way you guys have a lot of friends. You know? <laughs> yeah. Ronald and I should be honored to make the cut. Right. Yeah, you guys special people in my life, so thanks, thanks for coming. Yeah. It, it, no better you way to show me. up. I hope you show up. <laughs> oh, I will. I will. I'll definitely show up. So in 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 honor of that, yeah. John with his infinite subject matter for our episodes you are so up. good at that yeah. somebody's got to uh, plan them <laughs> <laughs> it's very true uh so basically just best cinematic romances yeah. romances mm-hmm. in general mm-hmm. on the screen mm-hmm. in yeah. cinema and i noticed you guys earlier were talking about whether we're talking about romantic movies or yeah. romantic comedies or romances and i sort of thought about the relationship like a lot of the movies i looked at were movies where you wouldn't call it a romantic movie mm-hmm. but that i remember something about the bond between the the characters, you know, so so I'm interested to hear what you guys. I, I honestly, you know, we actually have a topic coming up in our next episode that's much the same way. Where I, when I was thinking about this, I wished I had an encyclopedic recall yeah, of every movie I'd ever seen because I know there are moments in movies that are subtle and are downplayed where there's two characters who have a bond. 
that's very moving. Mm-hmm. And I'm not thinking of those. I'm thinking of the movies. I'm thinking of romantic comedies or romantic movies, or I'm thinking of characters where you remember that romance. But I know that probably there's a couple of secondary characters somewhere in a movie that hook up that touched me. That if I could have thought of it, I would definitely have put it on my list. But as it is, I just you know it's hard. Do you ever do that? You just go to your. D- well, I go to my DVD wall. You guys might look at Plex. Um, <laughs> like a John. You, we didn't mention it yeah, at all. Right. John hey, brought it up. No, you know what? <clears throat> two we're wearing them down. Two other people have recommended that I get. Did on you Plex. just join it? Did you Not join yet, it? but I'm, I'm on the. What is it, like it takes at least seven. five of his friends. You don't at know, least five. This, this, this computer, all it does well is record movie. You can watch everything it. else. It sucks at. You can watch it on your phone and shoot it up to your okay. Apple TV. I, I, I'll look into it. And when when the new Apple TV <laughs> comes out, oh my Jesus! Yeah, I cannot wait. We maybe should do like a tech talk episode. We or should like that at some point, Mo- like movie stuff. Then you guys just... could talk about Plex, and I wouldn't Holy be watching shit. you with oh, such disdain. Holy shit! We can do that. But um, what was I saying when I got on that subject when we brought up Plex? I said you looked at the DVD wall. I looked. Oh, at, yeah, I went yeah. and looked at the DVD wall, and I realized I don't have a lot of romantic comedies or romantic movies in my DVD. So I looked at the movies I like and kind of tried to pull from those the romances that stood stood out to me. What would what would be your tactic? How how do you approach it? I, I kind of did the same thing. I, I I looked at I like ro- romantic comedies, but a lot of the times. They don't really stick with me. I haven't seen a lot of really good ones. But yeah, I just kind of go back and look at the movies that I watched and um, things I've checked in on IMDb mm-hmm. and then the last couple of years and that's kind of how I do it. And, and then kind of talk to people about movies they like mm-hmm. and, and you know, moments they loved. And, and then it kind of gets my brain Do you going. guys do that? Do you crowdsource a little bit for these? Because I sometimes yeah. do. I have a couple people yeah, that definitely. I'm like, well, I don't think Ronald or Steve is going to ask this person, so I will ask <laughs> that person. Right, right. But as I also will look online and we'll see what lists come up. And I'll be honest, the list for like romantic movies was kind of... I didn't see a lot of really inspiring stuff. There looked like there were a lot of sappy romances. They're probably on my list. On the li- <laughs> no, but I mean, if you remember them and you like them, yeah, that's right. fine. I'm yeah, saying yeah. a lot of movies I didn't see that I just, yeah. like The Notebook is one that came up a lot. I hope I didn't spoil it. No, I, okay. didn't, I didn't pick that. But that's one that's where a, I'm That's like, almost right. Yeah. yeah. But uh, you know what I mean? Like that yeah. is like the type of movie I don't typically watch. So I w- I'll really be interested to hear what, what you guys come up with for this. The Notebook. What do you want? What? What do you want? What oh, do you want? I, I know that clip. What do you want? That's, that's, <laughs> I love that scene. I love that scene. Well, have you seen? You've obviously seen it where someone has says, "This is me and my girl." Every time <laughs> yeah. we try to decide where we're gonna eat, eat, eat yeah, eat yes. dinner. Nikki and I have almost broken up over where to eat. Oh yes, oh, haven't wait. Oh, hasn't everybody? Yes. We've gotten in the car, driven around, and almost driven home in silence so to like pop popcorn crazy. or eat bread or whatever. You just whatever. want to make. We've mind. turned around and just come home. Like it's it's I'm happened. So glad no, that no, happens it's, it's, it okay. happens, John. So I'm not going crazy. That does yeah. happen. To Best thing you pick. Yeah, you. Right, let's go to uh, let's go to Panera. Well, not, not Panera, not, not Panera, Panera, not Panera. I have a rule. I have a rule. You can't shoot down without suggesting. Yeah, you that must. If I say Panera and I want Panera, and all you do is not want Panera. I like sorry. that. Sorry, I like that. Yeah, We're sorry. doing Panera. We're doing it. By the way, Panera sounds good. You guys want some Panera? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> See, Absolutely. so easy to agree. <laughs> oh no, I don't want a Panera. I don't what? want any bread. It bloats me. Oh, okay. Then what do you want? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> oh, God, what's still open? Well, by the time we decide, nothing. Right, right. <laughs> do you ever do that where you really want one particular thing, but you know if you just come out and say, I ah. want to get the General So's chicken at Cafe Zen, mm-hmm. that that your significant other is going to say, 
No, but if you go like, I kind of want something, I kind of want some protein and some yeah. rice, but I want a little bit of like bread <laughs> and a little, a little of spice, sauce, yeah. like a tangy sauce, but not too hot. I don't know. And then it's like, you eventually be like, eh, General Tso's chicken <laughs> at the like, cafe's in, you know. I could go for that. <laughs> Plus I have things where I get a hankering for them and then I want that thing. And then there's one day when I eat it and I'm like, and I'll say to Nikki that I've cured my hankering for that thing. Like I'll be like. Yeah. I, the next time I think of this thing, I won't remember how delicious this is. I will remember that, like, trying to chew something that you're yeah. bored with. That's Have you ever heard John Mulaney's joke about ordering fries? Mm-mm, no. You should look it up. It's about how, yeah. like, nobody wants to order fries by themselves and they try to push it off on people. Yeah. Like, you sure you don't want any fries? Mm-hmm. You don't want any fries? It's a really good joke. I do think that I it's get a, really, a large really fry... Joke. Knowing that I want to share them. Yes. Like, I like I could eat a small or medium mm-hmm. fry, but when I get a large fry, that's evidence that I'm planning on bringing them home and, and sharing because I don't want it to be, like, yeah, fat, fatty had to eat some fries. Yeah. <laughs> that's, exactly, that's exactly what it is. That's exactly what it is. Um, can I... I think I kind of want to say what my first pick is, Do only it. because only because it is something that that's always always pops up in my mind. I think it's on my list too. You think? I know it's this on my list. This is an odd one. I know it's on my list. Really? I would be shocked if you don't name this first. This is a weird one. I don't know. We okay, might... well then then I could stand corrected. Shrek and Fiona. What? Oh, never mind. I'm totally shocked. That's not <laughs> what I was saying. <laughs> Shrek and Fiona. Nope, not the one I thought. Shrek and Fiona. <laughs> the reason being is I. I like the idea of two people meeting and not exactly getting along when they first meet. That's been done a million times. But there's something about an ogre, a person being as ugly as an ogre, and winning over this beautiful woman who mm-hmm. eventually you find out is an actual ogre. Right. But still, oh, she spoiler! Is. Fuck. <laughs> I didn't know. She is? I mean, she I, is. But I'm, I'm, I don't mean that like in the spoiler sense, but I knew that she turned into one, but she, her yeah, true she, self is the ogre yeah, self. Yeah, so apparently okay, she always... That's, yeah. that's sweet. That's sweet. Um, but yeah, the, the idea that like... That's not a spoiler. That's a sweetler. <laughs> <laughs> the idea that like regular people can win and or people on the ugly scale, <laughs> that's, that's something that always resonated with me. Like, I just... I don't know. Uh, Louis C.K. had a great bit. I saw him when I saw him live. He did this, and I don't know if it made it into a special. But his whole thing was about just the joy mm-hmm. of of having someone who'll fuck you. Yes. And he was just. Oh saying- my god! I think I know what you're going to pick. Then <laughs> I think I think I know. I and think. it's kind of what you're saying that like even like and I've thought that too. You know when you see like and this sounds terrible, but you know when you see like two ugly people together and you're like, oh, I'm so glad that they found <laughs> each other. I'm so glad they've got each other. <laughs> You know, nobody has to be above or below their right. station. It's just, just fine, you know. They're happy. But uh, you mentioning... <laughs> <laughs> you know, and that's in the eye of the beholder, guys. I could be talking yeah. about two traditionally attractive people that right. I think are ugly on the inside. TV ugly. Yeah, right, right. right? Yeah, that's, exactly. That's just regular beautiful. Yeah. You know, most people in movies are TV ugly. Have you noticed how pretty people on television are? It makes me uncomfortable. Like, people in the movies are generally, like, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you'd think honestly. the people in the movie were, were the most uh, glamorous people, yeah. but it's actually people on television, television that look like they fell out of the catalog. You know? Yeah, it's, it's nuts. So Fiona and Shrek. Yep. And and was there a particular? Is it just over the series? You just... The first one in particular, and uh, so it's those two characters finding each other. That, yeah, that touched you. I, I've always thought that was a really cool story. Mm-hmm. Too many pop culture references, but really, really cool movie. Yeah, I would say that the DreamWorks aesthetic is a little too dependent on pop culture references. It is, but it I is. think that they. I mean, you know, I don't, I think How to Train Your Dragon might be the real 
the real holdout from that. That's like the most Pixar-y thing that DreamWorks has done. Yeah. I haven't really gotten into the Shrek films, and I'm surprised with a son, Henry's age, that we haven't watched those. They get it, The third one starts to get awful. Like, yeah. I think that's Shrek the third is the one where I was like, what am I watching? It's true. But, but the first and the second are really good. Well, you know, we're about to go on vacation. Maybe we'll uh, watch some Shrek. Yeah. Where are you going on vacation, John? Uh, to the Outer Banks. Ooh. We, uh-huh. we're, we're nasty people who pull our son out of school to go to the beach. <laughs> I love it. But but the, the, the off-season... My parents did the same thing. The I turned out fine. The off-season thing is like... Well, we pretty much have decided this second grade, <laughs> this will probably be the last year we do it because I feel like as you get older... Keep doing it. Well... You know what? We might do it for Disney World or something one day, but I'm just saying the ritual, because next year Nikki's actually going to be in school for her PhD, so we won't be able to. So I'm going to be doing, it'll be be a different man next year. I'll probably be a little bit like a solo parent. You'll still have to see how that that looks. But, um, but, um, so yeah, we're doing the Outer Banks. We we go nice. there. We go. We've done it. This will be our fifth year. Yeah, going. I remember you guys go there all, all it's the time. Like it costs half. Like there's a week in late August where the price drops like half of what it was. Holy, we're shit. on a tight enough budget. We just can't justify that. It's like this, and I almost want to say to Henry's teacher, like, I'm sorry, we're talking, we're saving thousands. By yeah, pulling him yeah. out of school for a week. You know, nah, dude. So uh, go for it. Do so. it. Who needs school? <laughs> <laughs> school what's sad, what's sad is he loves school, and I, there's a part of him that I can tell is sad to miss. The week with his friends. Yeah. And so as fun as I know vacation is going to be, I'm actually kind of proud <laughs> that he likes school that much. Sure. So it's just, I'm, it's all good. Um, I love the idea of him coming back to school and be like, what did I miss? They're like, long division, yeah, genius. Right. <laughs> <laughs> just so, like, I don't know. I loved any opportunity to get out of school. Same. Any opportunity. Mm-hmm. Get a little sickness, get me out of school. <laughs> <laughs> Get me out of school. Well, I'm going to. I guess we'll we'll let Steve, since he's the guest of honor, we'll let him hold on to the the, the last spot. Okay. Here, um, I'm going to, you know, if I knew that somebody else was going to have this on their list, I don't think I would mention it. But since I don't know for sure what everyone else is thinking, and since we're on kind of an animated tip here, mm-hmm. I would like to talk about uh, Charles. I'm oh, not Charles. Carl and Ellie Fredrickson from Up, whose romance mm. exists. In a beautiful little oh, crystallized God. bit of film that lasts about five minutes, if that, <laughs> and you feel like you know her, the rest of the film, her shadow hangs over it. Yeah. Um, but anyone who knows Up knows that like it's a crazy movie because the first part is the most heartbreaking thing you've ever seen, and sure. it's a relationship con- encapsulated into a few minutes, and then the rest of it is this weird fantasy. Yeah. But you never lose that touch, that that feeling that Ellie is there in Carl's heart. And that her being an adventurous person and him being an adventurous person, we're talking about you getting married. Yeah. If I cry while I'm saying this, <laughs> forgive me. But that idea of finding that person who makes you feel like you're on an adventure. Yeah, man. Yeah, that's that's the shit. That's it. And the, way on, that, and, the way, and the way that Carl realizes he can honor her without necessarily holding on to her and her memory is, is like, it sneaks in because that movie does go to some really odd places. You've got talking dogs, dogs. And, and weird <laughs> villains and dirigibles and everything but maybe maybe I love what an overstuffed movie that is but that opening part I mean it would get to the point we've talked about it before I think we've called that scene out many times yeah. I think the when we were talking about music you may have oh, been yeah, yeah. the one to yep, bring yep. it up but um, yeah, but it still is worth mentioning that the relationship between those characters that is conjured in that little bit of time is just it's a great romance but it's also a great example of what Pixar does uh, so better well. than anybody so well yeah, which is just Get those heartstrings and pull. <laughs> yeah, definitely. What's your? What's your? It, I want to know what you what you picked that I you thought I. I'm gonna pick. say it right now. Yeah. Okay. I I thought for sure that you were gonna say Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Yep. Fuck. 
Yeah, I'm I know be... that's your jam, and oh, I love that jam. movie. And one of the first things that I started thinking about when we came, or when John mentioned his list, was like, I guess non-conventional display of romance. And I yeah. think the movie just kind of giving you an opportunity. You know, if you had the opportunity to erase your memory and start afresh, to get over heartbreak or to get over loss or whatever it might be, um, but that movie probably has one of the best ways of expressing true love in the sense that. What does that matter if you keep falling in love with the same person? Yeah. You know, like, I don't know that it gets much better than that, you mm-hmm. know, because, you know, that's a crazy idea. And, you know, us with, uh, who is it, Michelle Gondry and Charlie Kaufman, mm-hmm. just a great pairing, you know, a great script, a great um, performance in both Kate Winslet and Jim Carrey, very kind of contained in Jim I want to say the best he's ever been. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, as great as he is in his comedies, this is as funny in many ways as his best comedies, but it does not have any of that showboating, overdoing it that many of his dramatic roles have. I mean, I remember actually being... Like, this movie left a mark on me oh, when dude, I saw it. Oh, me too. It. Yeah. That notion of losing me. somebody, yeah. losing their memory, the yeah. way it plays it is like almost like a horror movie premise, that when those memories are ripped away, it's scary. It's yeah. sad to think of losing somebody that way. Especially since he agreed to it at first. Yeah, he wanted like, to do I it. Want it. I want to yeah. do it. And then when it starts happening, he's like, oh, no, no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's the worst idea ever. So what do you think of Kate Winslet's character in that, in the sense that I've read where people <laughs> were annoyed by her, but I actually and kind of mentioned her in the same breath as that manic pixie dream girl kind of phenomenon, but I don't feel like that's really fair. I feel like, A, I, I think Kate Winslet's really hot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I think she's, like, I, I felt the tragedy of losing that free spirit yeah. because of how likable she was in the role, but I know some people find her to be kind of too much. Yeah, I didn't personally feel that way mm-hmm. at all. I thought I thought she was mean. So if you were to say, like, uh, two people in a relationship, who was the meaner of the two? She was the meaner of the two. Mm-hmm. But I still liked her. I thought she was a pretty interesting person. I, I saw why he fell in love with her. She was super interesting. But it, when it came to, like, feelings and expression of that, she, she got mean towards the end. Mm-hmm. I, but he did too. Yeah. But uh, you know, but I think I, that's just what I mean. That's, just what that, that's what happens. And I mean, like, it's one of in the most in the most probably of my list, the most unconventional way of showing just how. I mean, just how precious love is. Yeah. yeah. Or if not the most precious thing, you know, mm-hmm. like so, given an opportunity to be able to reset it. Mm-hmm. Maybe not the best. You know what I mean? It's it's it makes it. Um, I don't know. It just makes you think about love from a different side than most rom-coms right. or any kind of on-screen romance. They're very linear, mm-hmm. and this kind of storytelling really made you think about it and like to dissect opportunity and to dissect decisions and you know and regrets and things like that. And maybe you know the way things have a way of working themselves right back into the same situation you were. You know what I mean? Like and what that is as a, as a marker. But uh, yeah, it, I. One of the first ones that came to mind it was Eternal Sunshine and the Spouse. That's the one I thought you were going to throw out first because I feel like you always mention uh, that movie. Yeah, Even somebody you're not with anymore <clears throat> that you might wish you could have scrubbed the, the records from your brain. Yeah. If you get a little bit of years on you and you get a little more maturity on you, you look back and you may find like, I don't know, just being glad that someone was in your life. I think yeah. it takes yeah. a certain level of distance almost. It's weird. It's like It takes a certain amount of emotional distance to say, I'm glad that person's part of my life. But it also takes a certain amount of affection to realize that you wouldn't trade it for anything. Yeah. Sure. You know, as bad as it got. I mean, because it makes you know what you don't want. And right. I mean, like, not in a, not in no. a bad way, but like you, you're in a situation like, I don't, I don't Well, really have you ever thought going from one relationship to another? Like I, I always tell Nikki, my greatest fear is that I'm going to die, you know, I'm going to drop dead of a heart attack at 45. 
and then she's gonna think of all the things I wanted to do, and then with whatever new guy she's with, yeah, she's gonna be like, I'm not gonna be the person I was before. I'm gonna be this or whatever. And I'm like, don't. It's like, you know, have some of that feeling. Like, let me experience some of that, yeah. you know, because I don't want. I don't know. I feel like you were with someone and you get used to them and you take them. I mean, as as good great as it can be, you can take them for granted. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And uh, even if things aren't bad, and so it's like I always think, yeah, like I would hate to think that I got to miss out, like. I love my wife. I would hate to think that someone else would get to experience her reawakening or her, you know what I mean? Her, I'm going to travel across Europe and I don't care where we end up. It's like, I want to be the guy who gets to experience that, you know? So it's like, I think there's something funny about like, not just falling for someone, but kind of, you know, as possessive as it sounds, you really want to claim them. You want to be like, I always said that, uh, I was like, you put like planting an American flag on the moon. You want to say, I claim this person in the name of me, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Well, you're about to get married. So, you know, a little something about that. <laughs> I expect you guys to stick flags up each other's asses. Got it. Okay. Sure. It's on our list of so yeah, American yeah. flags. I hope America. Okay. Yeah. Um, so it's your turn. Ronald? It's my yeah. turn. So, um, mine is an odd, small indie movie that i'm a big fan of and that's me and you and everyone we know ah. it's miranda july dude i love that movie right okay so nobody has that seen that he's nobody. in that right yes yeah yes. Oh, i loved him in that man it's so i thought it was really interesting the idea that you have two people a performance artist and a shoe salesman and they kind of meet in mm-hmm. the middle and he is hurt as yeah. fuck he's he's divorced he like doesn't really know how to be a single person and he a very re- like realistic depiction of that guy yeah because it's not romanticized you can yeah. see how he's a frustrating person you he's know super passionate too like i think that i think that sometimes people forget how passionate all of us are about certain things mm-hmm. and i liked i like this there's a scene where he's like in in uh in the shoe store and he's like i'm ready for something amazing i'm ready f- to change my life i'm ready to be a better person i'm ready to meet somebody amazing i'm ready for change and i remember that was like pretty soon before he met the pretty pretty right before he met a, a miranda's character but that movie <clears throat> it's 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 what i it's it's kind of how i felt in any situation where I met somebody really cool and amazing, it was not fireworks in the way that I thought. It was fireworks in the most unconventional way, and and I and I thought this movie was so good at expressing it, mm-hmm. and it, and it and it included everybody. Like the kids were involved and in seeing how they were about. It has nothing to do with the romance of that film, but the 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 poop the poop butt the butt. Poop, poop, Aaron poop and I text that and motocon back and forth back all the time. Forth is one My of butt the to your best. butt forever and ever. Yeah, forever and ever. That's the, that's the real sign of. Because, wait a second, we should have that as a part of our ceremony. Yeah, the, right. kid, I, the, the kid was I'll like, be disappointed if you don't now. Do you remember like that, that scene? They're like he's typing. He, he's, yeah. he's like, I have. I know what you should say. Yeah. The like, I know what you should say. It's like he struck gold. <laughs> yeah. God. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a good. That kid was so adorable, man. Yeah, that's yeah. a great movie. So, all right. Well, my next pick mm-hmm. is I might be accused by one of our one of our listeners, uh, Jason Conti, mm. of of walkering this topic. But it's one movie. Okay, <sighs> one movie. But there's two romances in the movie. Okay. Is that okay? Mm, that's fine. You've got your. Um, Robin Williams as Perry and Amanda Plummer as Lydia, but you also have Jeff Bridges as Jack and Mercedes Rule as Anne in The Fisher King, which is the more I think about that movie and 
especially with in 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 the wake of Robin Williams's death, I found myself almost afraid to watch that movie because that movie was intensely emotional when when he was alive, and his character in that is a guy who's homeless because he's his basically his mind just broke when his when his wife was killed, mm-hmm. and we find out that his wife was killed. Uh, wasn't it partially as a result of the actions yeah. of Jeff Bridges' character, who's a shock jock, who basically told this guy, go blow, and then the guy went into a nightclub and, and killed a bunch of people. Sheesh. So, like, their lives have intersected in this way that they don't understand. Jeff Bridges, we find him, you know, after the movie gives us a little bit of an intro to the character, we find him years later. He's gone from being a shock jock to being a guy who, like, works at a video store, I mm-hmm. think. And he's down on his luck, and he's pitying himself, and he's with this woman, uh, Anne Napolitano, or Napolitano, who, um, played by Mercedes Rule, who is, like, so earthy, and mm. she's so there for him. And there's some part of him that wishes he still had what he used to have. He wishes he still had the penthouse apartment and the fame and everything, and he never really lets her in, and he treats her like shit. And the whole movie, you can see that she's putting herself out there for him, and he's not appreciating it. Mm. And then conversely, you have Robin Williams as an insane homeless man who's got a broken heart and a broken mind and he climbs back to reality through the love of this woman Lydia played by Amanda Plummer who's this insanely quirky person and Amanda Plummer I don't think could play a non-quirky person <laughs> but the way they're two the way those two characters uh, Perry and Jack kind mm-hmm. of find each other and help each other and what the result of that is is that they both sort of find love for various reasons is like I mean it's just a heartwarming story but it's it's couched in such a depressing story. Mm. And there's a moment in the film where, where Robin Williams basically is asking Jack if if it's okay to let his wife go and love this new person. And the way Robin Williams acts that scene is just so... I mean, I can't imagine that pain of having someone you love murdered, you know? So it's not a romance necessarily, but it always sticks with me that that movie has elements of fantasy and elements of this kind of psychological horror almost with what goes on but in the end through all the madness and everything else what stabilizes these two these two guys is the love of a good person who loves them for who they are and not for some other thing yeah so yeah and i right now i'm just thinking like i know like i don't think my wife's ever seen the fisher king and i think she would love the shit out of it so i'm putting that on the list for (laughs) for vacation too you know last year or a couple years ago was when i made everybody watch roger rabbit and ferris bueller's day off right so what do they think of roger rabbit uh you know i think i wouldn't still be living in the same house with them if they didn't like roger (laughs) rabbit (laughs) out what's funny is henry thought that it was a little like he roger gets knocked around a lot in the tradition of like an old school cartoon character yeah i think henry was a little concerned about how mean they all were to the bunny rabbit you know but outside of that i think that he gets roughed up quite no he does the premise of him is that he gets hurt Um, and I think that, you know, we find that funny because we grew up with all those yeah. cartoons, but we forget that kids growing up now that you don't have like Looney Tunes yeah. cartoons are pretty, pretty edgy compared to a lot of the stuff that yeah. kids watch now. People but anyway, just getting their feet stomped on and anvils aren't falling on them anymore. Yeah. That stuff's all gone. Also to wrap it up about the Fisher King, it's a Terry Gilliam film, which is uh, yeah. unusual. I mean, it really is probably his best film. I mean, he's made some great ones, what, but it's such do... an emotional movie and it's so outside like he's able to bring his uh, his skewed sense of fantasy and visuals to this very grounded story, and I, I don't think that the actors that are in it have been better, and I don't think that Terry Gilliam's ever been better. So Baron Munchausen, I think that's a great film. It's a little flawed, but it's I mean I I, I love it, but it is flawed, you know. <laughs> it's so flawed, but it's but it's like that kind of visual, the way he does with like sets, yeah. and I mean he spends way too much money on these insane visuals he puts together, but he's not a guy who. 
who says, well, let's just let's just build a smaller set and shoot what we can. He's a guy who says, let's have this giant visual. Like, yeah. Baron Munchausen cost way more than it should have because of that, but... Anyway, Terry Gilliam's Fisher King from 1991. My next choice is actually um, <clears throat> probably one of the first movies I remember seeing as a, I guess, a kid slash preteen um, that kind of really set the bar for me on what I thought, quote unquote, true love was. Mm-hmm. And that was uh, 1987's uh, The Princess Bride. Oh. <clears throat> I think, which, by the way, I feel like it's a movie that holds up like. Like, whoa. I mean, I've watched that movie throughout my entire life, and every time I watch it, I love it. Um, but I think um, what makes The Princess Bride so uh. great to me is just the way it just introduced me to a fairy tale. Mm-hmm. You know, I'd seen other th- I've seen Disney fairy tale. I've, you know, I'm a fan of all that. But the story of The Princess Bride with the princess and, you know, and Wesley and the Dread Pirate Robert and... Um, the adventure that they go on, the quest to find that true love mm. in that adventure, and not to mention the romance in that film is hilarious. So I, d- just the combination or that or that that equation of what um, what their adventure was to me was everything that I thought that I looked for in a relationship. Like you know, not literally going as a pirate or anything like that. You know what I mean? But all that would be kind of cool. But I think it just, the package is what I'm getting at. The package, it wasn't a real world thing to me. It wasn't like, there's another movie I'll mention later that is is, is, an, is more something that I, I kind of saw myself rooted in later in life. But the exposure to what true love or what this epic love story was, was probably first introduced to me in The Princess Bride. Mm. And not to mention just the, the, the pure beauty of... Um, <clears throat> I guess the pure beauty of love, the pure beauty of people that are in love, mm-hmm. the that nothing can stop <clears throat> real love, you know, uh, that's kind of just touched on throughout the film in different instances. Um, and they're just, they, and then you know, they're just gorgeous in the film. You, you know, know I mean? was like, thinking about that kind of love when I was looking to make this list, and I tried to think of a movie that had that, and I'm sure we're just not, I mean, there, there's probably tons more, where what a character does, what a character puts themselves through yeah. to fi- to get back with that person, sure. to find that person, to help that person, to save that person, or whatever. It can be so over the top. Yeah. But you think about those people in your life, and you go, well, maybe I'll never be in a life or death situation, but you know that really is kind of, that really is kind of what defines it, is like, you wouldn't stop. You know, you would keep fighting for that person. You would keep you would keep looking for him or yeah. whatever. Yeah, there's and even do... a part where he says like it's a bond that can't be broken by death, which is like yeah, that's the story. You know, yeah. and it's 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 a uh, definitely the first concept of that I ever saw, and mm-hmm. I think that that you know that's why I kind of think it stuck with me. Mm. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no, I was, that's I, that's all I really had to say. I'm just saying it's it's interesting that like that notion, like I'm sure that I just can't think of him, but I bet there's other movies where what the character puts themselves through to get back with that person is the point of the movie where you get to the end and those two people are just back together and yeah. that's the point. Yeah. But The Princess Bride definitely, like with the humor that it has and with the fantasy, yeah. it's still, you you come, you do come away from that thinking like, what her name's Buttercup. Buttercup. Right? Yeah. <laughs> and the Dread, the Dread Pirate, Pirate Wesley Robinson. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I just feel like that's the element of it, that fantasy, yeah. that that's the way that, you know, that in the real world, the true love can still be a fantastic thing that is just something that is out of this world. And mm-hmm. I think that's the first time I ever really saw it. And it, it's just like... And the two of them on screen, I thought that's probably the best... Well, at least in movies, maybe the, yeah. the best they've ever looked. And, you know, it just fits so perfectly with that story. So What's interesting is that Robin <clears throat> Wright has sort of held on to it. And... Uh, not so much. Yeah, yeah. yeah and Carrie Ellis is yeah. like... And I'm not... You know, he's just... 
it's just weird. He went from being like the heartthrob that every girl I knew in like eighth grade yeah. thought was the cutest thing ever to a sort of like, oh, a portly kind of guy who plays like bankers or something. Like, I don't know. Like, what's he been in outside of he's Saw? Saw. But what's he been in know. in a while? The the pirate? Yeah. Yeah. Um, he's on the, the, <laughs> yeah, the terror show. Is yeah. he on the terror show? Terror? Uh, the terrorist show. The one you said you didn't finish. Homeland? Homeland. Isn't that the guy from Homeland? I have no, no idea. Yeah. Carrie Elvis isn't in Homeland. Is that... Who, who is... There's one of the guys from... Damian Lewis? Maybe that's who it is. Yeah. I'm not sure. I haven't followed his career very the, much. No, the, the, the pirate guy, the villain, right? No. No? No, you're talking about Mandy Patinkin. He's not a oh, villain. Oh, yeah, he's in exactly. Homeland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Manny Patinkin. Manny Patinkin. Montoya. No, oh, he's not. Yeah. He's, he's he's not so much a villain. He's more like the Han Solo of the piece. Okay, but he also is yes. like. Yes. Um, yes. He's also the reason to watch Homeland. You're right. <laughs> he is. He's fantastic on. He's that. so good. Yeah. Even when that show kind of. I love how you're saying around. that word. Yeah. What? Homeland. Homeland. <laughs> Homeland. Oh, you know, it I sounds live like a place. You know, it's because that's my neighborhood. It's called Homeland. That's, that's why so funny. Yeah, no, it's oh, Homeland. It is? I know it's Homeland. Yeah, I just said it that way because I'm used. This to is called Homeland. Yeah. Spelled the same. Holy shit. Wow. Yeah. I did not know that. You guys didn't know you were recording in Homeland this whole time? I did not know that. Yeah. Homeland. Yeah. Yes, correct. Homeland. 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 How, how great is it that Claire Danes... Talk about the great romances. Claire Danes and Hugh Dancy are together, and they both play the twitchiest, most intense people on in their respective shows. I, I, I may have posted it on Facebook when I found that out, but I picture them like at home alone, just making like weird, intense expressions at each other. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably accurate. If we were doing television shows, I would definitely put uh, Hannibal and Will Graham as one of the oh, best totally. romances. <laughs> we never, we haven't even discussed that. No, by the way, we're gonna get we're, to we'll TV. Get to it. Yeah, we're getting to TV. Mm. What do you got, Ron? What's your final one, Ronald? Fuck man, I, I fuck think... man. I don't know if I saw <laughs> that. Fuck, fuck man, fuck man. Oh, that's, that's the worst Marvel movie yet. <laughs> <laughs> fuck man. Uh... No, I want to see fuck man. It's a newer movie, man. It's a newer movie. I think I'm gonna just say it. Uh, no, I wanted something new on my list, so let's hear. Let's hear something new. Um, hold on. Casablanca. <laughs> Let me make sure because this is really the my last pick. I just want to make sure. I want to look. Checking himself. Just want to look at these covers and make sure I'm not picking. All right, hold on, hold on. All right, yeah, I'll just pick it. Oh. All right, so Moonrise Kingdom, man. Ah, Moonrise Kingdom. The, <laughs> I just like passionate people in movies. People that just do something. Talk about those kids. Yeah, those kids, just ridiculous. He they he left. He was an orphan, abandoned. He fell in love with this girl. He, he had a, <laughs> an amazing correspondence <clears throat> with her and decided he wanted to run away with her, and he did it. Mm-hmm. I mean, and although this this. This island was, what, five miles long or something yeah. like that? It's just something really cool about seeing how far you'd go. And it doesn't matter how old you are to, for a woman, for mm-hmm. for the love of a woman. <laughs> and they, they had as much fun as they could before they got caught. And that, that was something really cool about that. <laughs> no, I love that because it felt so... I mean, you know, you think back to those middle school, high school girlfriends that you had. And you think about, like... That you wanted to do that. You wanted yeah. to run off together. The dumb things that you would You wanted done. there to be a tunnel between your house and her house so that you guys could go have secret conversations when no one could stop you or whatever, you know? Yeah. So, like, the way that movie tapped into that was so... Yeah. I mean, I think that movie actually has a lot of really touching aspects to it. Like, yeah. I think uh, Bruce Willis's role is one of his better ones of the last uh, couple decades. 
But yeah, those kids. Yeah, I I, I agree, Ronald. That's a good pick. Likable kids too. I, yeah, yeah. I mean, well, I mean, maybe the Wes Anderson kind of style is mm-hmm. is forgiving that you can be a little stiff and it works really well. But I felt like there was something kind of they were just <clears throat> awkward enough. But I yeah. definitely felt like okay, I can. I mean, I'm flashing back to the girls that I wanted to go. You know, just be with. Yeah, yeah. Because I like their energy or whatever, and yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Cool movie, good movie. All right. Well, I guess my last one, oddly, was the first one <clears throat> that came to my mind. And again, it's in a situation where um, these these directors don't really seem like ones that have a lot of romance in their films. But um, when, when I think about love, when I think about love on screen, when I think about maybe a realistic depiction of what love can be and the ambiguity uh, at the end of this film of what's really going on with the couple really makes it extra touching mm-hmm. is uh, Herbert H.I. McDonough and Edwina Ed McDonough from Raising Arizona played oh, by Nicolas wow. Cage and Holly Hunter um, yeah. they meet they fall in love it's hilarious she's a cop and he's a recidivist criminal who keeps coming in there <laughs> and he proposes to her I believe while he's getting his mugshot you know um, and then they go on. I mean, the caper of Raising Arizona is so funny. I remember seeing that movie with my sister and my dad. I must have been in seventh or eighth grade. And I laughed so fucking hard yeah. at that film. And it's like years later when I would see it on cable. I mean, now it's almost like it's a staple of everyone sort of agrees. It's a funny film. But at the time, it was just such a discovery. I didn't know who the Coen brothers were. I didn't know who Holly Hunter was. I didn't know who uh, Nicolas Cage was. I was just watching this film, and these characters just popped off the screen. Yeah. Didn't know who John Goodman was either. We won't get into him too much, but he's great in it. Um, it was. It's just such a funny, over-the-top film, and the characters are such grotesques. And yet, the story of their relationship actually develops in a fairly realistic way because in the middle of the movie, they're, they they can't have kids. They, they hatch this plan of kidnapping um, uh, Nathan Arizona. <laughs> <laughs> his, his his they've had quintuplets i believe yeah and then edwina says to hi well hell high they got more than they can handle um you go get me that baby you know like they're they're scam they're scam everything about it like they're doomed though like you see that the the movie ends without really answering the question of are they together or are they not but what we do have is this notion of what Nicolas cage's character's fantasy is of their future and in his fantasy of their future they've had a rich life together and they've 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 had kids of their own and they've had all this exciting stuff happen but the way the movie is kind of dares to end on that note of sweetness but still unresolvedness Mm. um you know and uh you know going on 15 16 years into being married there are there are nights where it feels kind of unresolved <laughs> even <laughs> even in a even in a happy home so to see a movie that kind of depicts it that way to say these people might be able to find a way to get along they might be able to find a way to make it work but if they don't you can see why they wouldn't because these are extreme personalities you know yeah. um no uh, raising arizona I, the, getting into it for this list made me think i haven't seen that like i'd seen it so many times that i just kind of stopped watching it and now I'm realizing I haven't seen it in probably ten years or more, and it's one of my favorite movies, I think. So, so I probably should watch it again and and make sure it still holds up. But knowing what I know about the Coen Brothers and how much I've kind of enjoyed watching them develop, this was like a really just a really potent blast of their humor, their filmmaking, their comedy, and the they get a lot of shit now for being kind of cold for their characters, you know, not liking their characters. I feel like you really feel that they like yeah. uh, uh, Ed and HI oh, in this yeah. film. You feel like they are. They want them to be sympathetic characters, and I think that is sort of a unique thing in their in their catalog. So, yeah. definitely, Ed and HR. 
Steve, bringing well, it home. My final pick is uh, Steve and Aaron <laughs> home videos. <laughs> it's it's probably the the one movie in terms of romance, and uh, <clears throat> I would say, man, sounds horrible, like or cheesy rather, like the template for me of of how to be as a person mm-hmm. um, or as a man is um, is say anything. Ah, um, one of my all time favorite movies. Mm. Um, one of my all-time favorite characters in a movie is Lloyd Dobler, and I just love the story between Lloyd and Diane. I love, um, I love their vulnerability. I love their need for one another. I love the persistence, uh, the pain, um, the honesty, mm-hmm. and I just, I just love how all of it was on display in like a '80s rom-com. Um, uh, one of the parts that really stands out to me in that film is like when they when they've broken up when the pressure from Diane's father like that that they they can't be together mm-hmm. you know he's not good enough for right. you kind of thing um and Lloyd goes and talks to uh uh Lily Taylor's character I can't remember her name in the movie oh, I can't remember it either is it like Joey or I have it actually wait no I just closed it because you picked it <laughs> Corey it also Corey yeah Corey um and he's saying something about like um, she, she asked why he's like this. He's like, I'm a guy. I have pride. And at the end, she's basically just saying like, the world's full of guys. Be a man. You know, don't mm-hmm. be a guy. I just love that that yes. scene. It's such a great scene because there's like a click in his head. You see it in his head. That's his revelation scene. And then mm-hmm. and then you know Diane has her own when she comes back to him after she realizes that her dad is who who he is. And um, when he's at the kickboxing ring and, and um, he kind of stops her, you know, in that moment and and then asks, you know, you, you really are coming back because, you know, you need me, you know. Mm-hmm. And then wants to hear that. That's the, the pride talking. And it doesn't really matter. It, it's so cheesy to say this the way I'm saying right now, but it doesn't matter what she says. And that's right. the whole title. You know, it, it ties the movie together for me. And because in reality, like the need that we have for love and the need that we have for the person that we want to be with forever, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter really. Nothing that we say really matters. It's something that you feel and it's like, and that movie just really kind of affected me regardless of like really having nothing to do with how much I loved John Cusack in the in that time in the 80s and early 90s when I was exposed to this movie. But just that kind of thing, the persistence, the, the idea that, you know, sometimes maybe it doesn't work. Sometimes maybe people don't realize it until it's too late or you realize it and, and you really go after something where he realized it and went after early on and she took a little while longer mm-hmm. to realize it. And um, <clears throat> I don't know. I just feel like the vulnerability and their their dynamic together and um, how passionate it was and how fast it burned. Yeah. You know, that summer before she goes off to, to England or wherever she's going. I just like that just seemed like the most amazing thing to me at that time when I saw it. Mm. And it was kind of like a, a, a you know a benchmark. Well, or that a image of him with the boombox. Oh God, yeah. that's the image of. I mean, we're all bleeding hearts. Yeah, we're, we're all sensitive yeah. young men. Was that not you in high school? If you liked a girl, I mean, I would have done yeah. that. Yeah, I know? did. Yeah. I did the equivalent of that. Yeah, and I don't even mean it in the stalkery way. I just yeah. mean the intensity. If I like you. I like you, yeah, you right. know, and it's like it, if you're a girl, it's even it's even more magnified. Yeah. So, yeah. so I, I just don't want to podcast about anything bought, sold, or processed, or sell anything. Thank you for bought, saying that. Podcasted or sold or <laughs> podcast anything <laughs> bought or sold or something or processed or processed. <laughs> um, yeah, Lloyd Dobler, and I I hate to say that her name is not as iconic. What's her name? Diane Court. Diane. I yeah. Knew, yeah. Um, but Lloyd Dobler is. 
I think that many, many people see that as a point of identification because you're right. It's not always functional and it's yeah. not always the best thing for you or for the other person. Right. And that movie ends in an ambiguous way too. It's not like, and they lived happily ever after. Nope. It's like, okay, these Let's two characters see what it, are still in each yeah. other's lives. You know? And I mean, it's, it's interesting too, like the, the scene that I mentioned earlier when she goes back to him, it's, it's after she really realizes that he might be the actually only true thing she knows, mm-hmm. you know? And even when you doubt it sometimes, like it takes sometimes a little while for people to realize that and it, and it takes some bad things happening sometimes for you to realize it but that like that love that passion that they had that romance that they shared that's what lit her up i feel like you know mm-hmm. and and when she realizes you know what she thought was her her father was her center it really might be this new thing in her life that's really just kind of like really changed the way she sees things mm-hmm. so that was you know an amazing experience seeing that movie and i love that movie to this day, <laughs> in are, your I mean, like, eyes. yeah, dude, seriously, that that song cues up, and I'm in. Everything crushes you in high school, but love more than anything, <laughs> dude. Yeah, and and, it, and this and that's this is one of those films like kind of kind of put Cameron Crowe on the map, but yeah, it does crush him, you know, yeah. when it doesn't work, you know, what I mean, and and I love that. We might want to give Cameron Crowe an episode at some point. Sure, do one of our overviews because I think that like tracking the trip from say anything to Aloha might be mm. <laughs> might be pretty interesting. Mm. It also might give me an excuse to catch up on the last three that I haven't seen. I didn't see we we bought a zoo or whatever. Oh yeah, we bought yeah. a zoo. It's cute, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> the little kid's cute. Well, who's got some also rands? Anybody got some other ones that didn't quite make it on? Let me see. I had when Harry met Sally. Yep. I had um, I had an honorable mention for uh, Marie and Jess from When Harry Met Sally because I love there's a scene in that movie that that will never leave me. Yeah. It's when Harry and Sally are going through their craziness and they're calling their friends Marie and Jess. Oh yeah, yeah. Who yeah, they yeah. have gotten together and the, it's Carrie Fisher and Bruno, Bruno Kirby and yeah. they've since gotten together. And after they get off the phone with Harry and Sally, they turn to each other and she says something like, "Promise me I'll never be out there again." <laughs> And it's yeah, not it's just Carrie scene. Fisher's great delivery and a great line, but that notion of if you ever look at your at your your chosen one and you're like, I'm just so I mean you're glad to have them specifically, yeah. but somewhere beneath that you're also just glad not to be out there looking, Having and to not other... be like one of those people out yeah. there looking. And it's not like you feel like you're better than people that are not in a relationship, but there's something about like looking at that person and being like, oh cool, I get to you mean I get to go to the party with you and leave the party with you. Yeah. You know, I'm not. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Uh, what else did you guys have? Anything? I had Punch Drunk Love. Uh, I also had Annie Hall, and I had Wild at Heart. Oddly enough, with Nicolas wow. Cage and uh, Laura Dern as a uh, uh, sailor and Lula in that. I don't. I, don't, I had. I had I ten know. things I hate about you. I had. Uh, can't hardly wait. Can't hardly wait. <laughs> I, you know, I, I, I would have can't hardly wait. Um, only I feel like Preston is literally. But the real love Lloyd, affair is Lloyd the one. The, the real love affair is the one <laughs> yeah. between you and Can't Hardly Wait. Yeah, that's that's the truth. That should have been my number one pick. <laughs> that well, that would have been proper. Steve Ritter and yeah. Can't Hardly Wait. Um, <laughs> Romeo and Juliet. Baz Luhrmann's Romeo and Juliet. I really. Liked. I have not seen that in quite some time. Yeah, it's been a while. I, I watched it recently. How fucked up is it though that people still say like Romeo and Juliet when they mean like a perfect love? But Romeo and Juliet is not yeah. like it's not a love it's not you want to emulate. No, it's a couple no. of teenagers whose no. families hate each other. It's yeah. really not, a, and they end up dead. I'm yeah. to understand. Yeah. Spoiler. You've heard right. Yeah. <laughs> um, true romance. I, actually, I guess for for uh, Romeo and Juliet, you call it a spoileth alert. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. <laughs> Thank you, Ronald. <laughs> My Pixar really pick was actually Wally. Okay. Yeah. Okay. No, even Wally. That is yeah. very sweet. Yeah. And it is like a real 
like how they find each other and come to terms with each other is the story of the movie. Yeah. So. I don't know. That's it. Well, I will say I got to give, I got to, even though it seems like this is going to be my also ran for every episode now, but I got to say that Indiana Jones and Marion in Raiders of the Lost Ark is, <laughs> it's a great romance. You know, my first thought was to be cute and put Han Solo and Princess Leia on this, but I really think the way that in Raiders, the way Indy and Marion have this history and there's sort of an adultness, like you get the sense that they've been through it and they kind of hate each other, but they are drawn to each other. Mm. When I was a kid, I didn't quite understand how true <laughs> that could be, but I do think that you feel real chemistry. <clears throat> I think, but you know, uh, the, the actors and the, the writing in that movie, it really pops, but mm. it's not a romance, but you, you feel like there's a real relationship between, between Indy and Marion, I think, so. But that's it for me. Well, all right, guys. That's another one bringing it in on time. Holy shit. I know. Wait, Should we tease next week? We're getting into that October period where Steve's yeah. going to be married and we're going to be getting into... Shit, I know Steve weird. and my yeah. favorite part of the year when it comes to like spooky stuff and, and horror and everything. Oh, we, yeah. we always like to indulge our, our horror Jones. In the past, we've done scariest moments. We've done horror movie heroes. We've done horror movie pet peeves. But this time we're doing something a little different. We're going to talk about, uh, I don't know, if I guess we'll put two asterisks in the title when we list it. Horror movie assholes. Yeah. They had it coming. These are the people in horror films that uh, that maybe you cheered a little bit when they died. Mm. So that's what we'll be talking or about. Or a lot. Or a lot. Right. <laughs> or maybe if you identified with them because you're secretly an asshole like me, you felt for them. <laughs> but either way, that's what we'll be talking about next time on episode uh, 145. Yeah. Yeah. And Steve, by that time, when, when, when next we, well, I won't tip the hand of what we're doing, but... When next audience is here, you you will be a married man. A married man. Do you have any thoughts? Like I know there's probably a lot of ladies out there listening who you might want to say one last thing to as a as a free man. <laughs> I like to give a shout out to Jennifer Love Hewitt. I will always love you. Um, I can never make love to you, but there's a place in my heart for you. And uh, I know you moved on, and now it's time for me too. So yeah. you did it, man. <laughs> Thanks, Ron. You it did. was hard. It was hard, but it's official. Uh, but thank you guys. Great idea for a show, so I'm glad we got to talk about yeah, it. Uh, so yeah, next episode, we'll hit up some horror assholes. Mm -hmm. And um, not literally assholes. Like, we're not going to hit the asshole. <laughs> I'm actually going to be punching people in the asshole. Yeah, going right for yeah. it. Right yeah. for the... Punching right the asshole. Right for the knot, huh? <laughs> next week. We're <laughs> <in> a balloon <laughs> uh, MovieSmovie.com, Facebook.com, slash MovieSmovie. And please uh, subscribe and, and rate the episodes, if you wouldn't mind, in iTunes. It, it helps us a lot. Um, but as always, uh, you've made us gay because that's legal yeah. now. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I need you every single day, and I want you.